I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to another week and another shadowy shadow chats here on That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny, That Witch Next Door, and with me today is my lovely friend, Ashley, at Starseed Shadows. Hi, Ash. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Spilling all over my face. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. Yeah, we're in some really playful, sag energy. I'm feeling that. I'm really yes. feeling the weight. I love Scorpio season, but I'm feeling mm-hmm. the weight lifted off a little bit. Finally. Yeah. I love how the, the play that, that I guess the Zodiac wheel has, because we do all this deep and intense work in Scorpio and then spirits like, okay, guys, here's your reward. And yes. gives us this really playful, fun, charming energy of, of the archer. And I love it. And then we have that. And then we go into Capricorn. It's like, okay, you had a break. Now let's dig a little deep. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. exactly the yin yang energy of the Zodiac. I love it. I totally agree. One of my favorite, um, I guess categorization. So I love looking at the Zodiac wheel and grouping and combining all the signs and houses and like different groups that make sense to me and different overlaps and differences and similarities. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite Mm -hmm. ways that I look at the wheel and analyze it is in like sun to sun transitions like that. Scorpio okay. to Sag, Sag to yeah, Cap, that's Cap exactly to Aquarius. What I and exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. find it fascinating. We talk Isn't a lot it? about polarities. We talk mm-hmm. a lot about like the elementals, right? But mm-hmm. we don't talk a lot, a lot about that sun to sun transition like that. And we it don't. can be like Scorpio to Sag and honestly, Libra to Scorpio. It's kind of like, uh, uh, like. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like Libra, you know, like beauty and love and passion and like connection to the other. And then we go into Scorpio where like they just want to be away from other people as much as possible, but they yes. want power. Yes. You know, it wasn't by accident. It couldn't have been. No, no, it definitely not. I yeah. think it's it's really perfect because, I mean, even on just a small personal scale, mm-hmm. when you get that nice, like, real solid time of respite and rejuvenation yeah. and alone time hermit mm-hmm. right hermit card 100 or four of swords I, yes yes oh, I, love I thought of the four of swords yeah that's one of my favorite cards mm-hmm. i love that card for myself i'm like i'm out i'm going to time take to a take nap, a nap. <laughs> 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 yes. but then sag comes and mm-hmm. i'm ready for it yeah. and i have the energy and yeah, yeah. and this is I don't know. For me, this is a time that I think myself and a lot of other people, we give ourselves permission a lot easier during Mm -hmm. Sagittarius season. Do you Mm -hmm. agree with that? A million percent. Here's what I agree with. I think that we want to give ourselves permission more. I think when there's a big storm where I am. um, But the reason I'm saying that is because let's say somebody, their top three, they have a lot of fixed energy. Sag season might be a little hard for them because their routine is like all fucked up, if you will. And Sag season is such 
it's so free and carefree and kind of just going with the flow of things. Some people have a hard time with going with the flow. They don't know what to do in that, that energy, right? They need to have a routine and they need to stick to it. And when things aren't going their way or the way that they think they should be going, they kind of lose their mind a little bit. So I think some of us can sit in Sag energy with ease and grace. And some of us have lessons to learn in Sag energy, just as with all the other signs, you know? Mm-hmm. I totally, totally agree mm-hmm. with that. Now, if everyone doesn't know, so Ashley and I are recording this earlier, mm-hmm. but this episode, everybody is hearing this on your birthday. So happy birthday to you, my love. <laughs> I was so excited to do this episode yes. on your birthday. Yes. So this is perfect lead into my first question for you for this month's shadow chats. Mm -hmm. First of all, not only is this new moon episode a total solar eclipse in Sag. Yeah. The eclipse is really aligned with your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us, how are you feeling personally? And I'd love to know, do you have any witchy magical plans or yeah. rituals you have in the works? I would love to yeah. hear all about yeah. that. So, um, so my birthday is December 3rd. I was born at 5.53 p.m. And then the eclipse is like perfect at 2.31 a.m. on the 4th. So it's really like in alignment with my birthday. Um, I feel good. You know, I we are recording this early, but... The day that the sun went into Sag, I fucking woke up ready. And I hadn't even like checked the chart yet or anything like that. I was just like, ah, oh, there's pep in my step. Where's this coming from? <laughs> and, you know, I feel really, really good. I am excited about turning 32. Um, my 30s so far have been amazing. I felt the best I've ever felt. I'm doing the work I want to do. I'm living in the pocket of fucking life. So let's go 32. Like I'm ready for it, you know, um, the fact that there is this eclipse on my birthday is kind of insane and witchy things. I haven't decided yet whether or not I'm going to do any work that day or whether I'm just going to kind of feel the energies out and and just kind of see what happens. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm unsure. I'm unsure if I want to do any sort of work for my solar return or not. If I do anything, it's probably going to be some gratitude work, to be honest. Yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with gratitude work and it's always necessary Mm -hmm. and needed. And I think that we forget where we are. We just forget. And that's for you and me. That's for anybody who has the opportunity to be able to listen to podcasts. We just forget what a good pocket of life that we're in. So on days like solar returns and eclipses even just kind of sitting in the pocket of gratitude and like, while I'm rushing that shit with water work, like a refreshment sort of thing. Yep. I think is just a okay for me. I love that so much because Sagittarius that while you were talking about it, that just is pure Sag energy Mm -hmm. is this, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> and that trust in that. Like mm-hmm. there's this, I'm not, I, I don't care that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell that I'm not supposed to know right now. Yeah, exactly. And that, that truth seeking, that's seriously, mm-hmm. I always see Sag as this like never ending truth seeking missile. Like just yeah. no matter, no matter 
where that light of truth is. Mm -hmm. Sag will, if you just like kind of let go of the reins a little Mm -hmm. bit, you will be so, so incredibly, incredibly rewarded. And I think that I, I couldn't agree more. I really use a lot of my solar return for gratitude work. I feel very called to that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us do, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not just this looking at the year ahead, but really it's always this big reflection. Huge reflection. Huge. And that's what a solar eclipse is. So solar eclipse is always on a new moon, right? Mm -hmm. So we're always at the end and beginning mm-hmm. of, of a lunar cycle as well. And so that's why when years was aligned with your solar return, I was <laughs> like, that is just boundless new beginning to me. Like what a, you're not just uh, yeah. opening a new chapter, whole new book, whole new, whole book, new book series. Like, <laughs> I, Girl, I have, my spidey senses have been tingling for 2022 and I'm a, I'm a life path six the lovers in tarot in 2022 is a sixth mm. year. So it's just like all wow. of these things. I know I'm just like, wow. what's going to happen? I'm just going to like put my seatbelt on and like wherever spirit is taking me, we're just going to fucking go. I go. am so excited. Yeah. So this, I think that's the, specifically the Sag episode is the perfect episode to ask you this. Yeah. Um, I want you to talk to us about eclipse energy in mm. general. I just kind of went on my soapbox a couple episodes ago yeah. about it for the Taurus. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I would love to know, you know, in the spiritual community, it's quite the hot debate around this chaotic energy? Do we practice manifestation? Do we not? Where do you Mm -hmm. stand on all of that? What is your best advice for everyone? Um, Yeah. Good question. Tell us the truth. Lay it on. Very good question. Very good (laughs) question. So, you know, it is a hot topic working with eclipses, whether they're solar, lunar, partial, full, it doesn't matter. Some witches will tell you to never do work or practice on an eclipse and Mm -hmm. some will tell you to do full on fucking ritual. Let's go. Right. (laughs) Um, where do I stand? I am a firm, firm believer that your magic is your own. And the only way your spells will manifest is if you're working your spells. I'm a firm believer of that. My spells always fucking manifest because I don't Mm -hmm. follow anybody else's playbook. So for me, it feels like if somebody out there is listening and they want to do some work on, on the eclipse, then do some work on the eclipse. Now, as far as like hexing and shit like that goes, I do not hex. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe in it to each his own. When it comes to working in the fields of um, darker magic, I'm not so sure you, you'd want to do that on, on eclipse energy as it is chaotic energy. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. It's very chaotic energy. There's a lot happening in the cosmos. There's a lot happening with people, our energies, and we are so fucking connected. Literally, like we we are connected. We're mirrors of each other. So the energy is on an all-time high, which can be fantastic for manifesting. It can be fantastic for cleansing. It can be fantastic for rebirthing and transformation. And that's all eclipse energy too. But you have to remember when you're working magic, you get back what you're doing times three, you know? So Mm -hmm. if somebody is, is doing work that could be deemed, you know, sketchy or negative, quote unquote, just be aware of what you're doing. You know, the earth is powerful. God is powerful. The cosmos is powerful and you are powerful. So 
when we're working with magic, I think it's important to be aware of your intentions behind what you're doing, especially when you're working with eclipses. That's, I yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's the it's similar with like a retrograde where it's like right. double check your work, number one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like be a little more careful, mm-hmm. right? Not in this like paranoid way, just in a thoughtful, thoughtful way. Double check your work, right. Right. And then um, keep in mind, specifically with this, everybody, what that made me think of while you were talking, when you specifically brought up like hexing or cursing or jinxing is in Sagittarius, like I just said, the truth will always be illuminated. And so especially if you're not willing to look in the mirror, maybe at your contribution to a situation and you take a stab at putting some shit on somebody what if the truth that was being revealed during this eclipse was like you were the negative contributor to the situation and you do end up having that bounce back right so much more intensely on you because mm-hmm. that's essentially what Sagittarius will do that like you want to keep avoiding the truth I'll shove it in your face exactly Exactly. Sagittarius will do that. And it's funny that you say that because when you said that, it made me think of Saturn, as a matter of fact. Mm. Saturn, Saturn will also do that too, but in very different ways. Yes. Sagittarius just has a way of like, it's the truth, bitch, own it. It's the truth, yep. it's your truth, own it. So yeah, when you had just said that, it also made me think of Saturn's energy because Saturn also has a way of kind of putting the truth in your face. I think the difference though between Sagittarius and Saturn is Sag has a lot more of a lighthearted, playful yes. way. Yeah. Saturn is like, you're doing it wrong. And Sag is like, I think you could be doing this better. Why don't I give you another experience so that you can do it better? Sag energy learns through experience. And Saturn is like the teacher, you know? Yes. That's what I love about my sun sign in general. We we learn through experience. We learn by doing. We learn by experiencing what's happening around us. And hopefully if we've learned the lesson, we'll do it better next time. Hopefully. I love that. Yeah. I really, really love that. Now, let's see here. Oh, I'm excited to ask you this. Okay. <laughs> Especially because we're just talking about um, specifically this being your sun sign. Yeah. So I know that we meet here each lunar cycle and we do really mm-hmm. honor the moon. But today I really am feeling sun energy because Mm -hmm. of your Sag sun. Mm -hmm. And this is a solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you personally in your practice work with sun energy? And what is your relationship with Sagittarius in general outside of yourself? Oh my God. Outside of your own natal, like how you've experienced Sag. Oh my God. I love all of those. Oh, where do I, where do I begin? I know. I love sun. Sag because it lets mm. me just tap into all my natural curiosity and ask all exactly. the questions and learn all, all the, the questions, mm-hmm. all the questions. Um, so as far as working with the sun in my, in my practice, I do charge a lot of crystals in the sun. I know a lot of people gravitate towards charging in the moon, but you mm-hmm. can charge your quartz, your citrine, you can charge a bunch of different crystals in the sun. And I enjoy that. I also like and back home, I'm traveling right now, back home in my sun porch, I get this like 
the sun comes through at this direct point on my recliner where like I'll wake up and like as my dog is going out I'll just like let it vibrate on my third eye Mm. and it just feels so good and that's normally how I start my day giving my third eye a sun massage so that's really great and then I don't know I think you know our sun is our ego our sun is our sense of self I feel like in the spiritual community, we spend, not to tangent too much, but we spend a lot of time trying to kill the ego, if you will. Yes. And our ego is is there to help us. And I don't think that we should be killing the ego at all. I think we need to have a healthy respect for the ego and, and allow our ego, our son, to feel safe. And in the event when our son does feel safe, we can cultivate a relationship that is in balance, not necessarily with our ego, like overtaking a situation or us trying to kill our ego to death, you know? Mm -hmm. So in my own personal work and in my work with my clients, I I do a lot of ego work because it's necessary. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then as far as Sagittarius in my life, so Sag in my birth chart and my natal chart hits a lot of points. So my moon is in my ninth house and my ninth house is ruled by Aquarius and my moon and my north node are conjunct. So there's that. I didn't know that. Yeah. My moon and my, yeah. They're conjunct in Aquarius nine. And then Jupiter sits in my first house and Jupiter is ruled by Sag. So there's that. And then Sag, my sun sign sits in my sixth house, my house of service. And it's conjunct my Mercury, which is also in there as well. Mm. So there's there's a few points correlating to Sagittarius around my natal chart. As far as it's showing up in my life, like outside of that, I mean, I'm a curious kitty. I have an associate's, a bachelor's, a master's degree, all in three different things, science, conservation, and then hospitality. I've been all over the <laughs> fucking world. Like I travel internationally at least once and that was before I decided to marry an Ecuadorian. So like, and that's another thing too, you know, like I'm just, I'm a very inquisitive person. People intrigue me. People's lives intrigue me. Um, I'm a super deep person. Sag is like really philosophical and really into the deeper parts of life and what makes people tick and all of that. Hence me being into shadow work. You know, people think that shadow work is a, a very Scorpio thing in which it is though, but I think there's a whole other aspect of shadow work that we don't really tap into. Like, I want to know why, like why I did what I did or why this person is doing what they're doing or why this reaction is happening. Like I have always been that way. I was always that kid in elementary school where my hand would go up and I'd be like, what the fuck? Like her hands up again. I was that kid. (laughs) (laughs) I was so that kid. So like, that's just kind of sad. I identify with a whole lot, a whole lot in many different ways. So yeah, that's kind of where it is. My curiosity has not subsided at all when it comes to life and people. And I just want to know everything. It kind of reminds me of us talking about our shadow episode with the Scorpio talking about Uh death. Like, I just want to know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Can I watch a documentary? (laughs) (laughs) That was such a Sagittarius response to that life after death question. I love that. You don't really care about dying or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? What happens? I need to know. Please don't wipe my memory clean. I need to be allowed to to analyze it later and like know that. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I think that Sagittarius gets 
So every sign, shocker, everybody, Mm -hmm. gets watered down somewhere, okay? Like some, by some, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when, you know, we're in a really big uprising of astrological trend. But for the last, Mm -hmm. you know, 25 years or so, we were in kind of a lull. Mm -hmm. And... And this is where we got really watered down and just the mm-hmm. the daily and monthly horoscope, right? And like and that astrology. Is, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It is really watering it down because what happens is this is where we get a lot of our stereotypes and mm-hmm. these quite frankly, bullshit reputations. And one of my yeah. biggest issues with Sagittarius or one of my biggest uh stereotypes that gets put on Sag is mm-hmm. there is this. Uh, a shadow quality of Sag is this lack of roots, right? Like never mm-hmm. stopping, never stopping, mm-hmm. never stopping. Mm-hmm. But I think that this gets really mislabeled as they're 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 shallow. I think yeah. that a lot a lot of people are like there. You just can't take them seriously. Mm-hmm. They're just so flighty. They're just afraid of commitment. They'll just like mm-hmm. leave, and they're actually. Uh-huh. So fucking philosophical and deep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, number Mm -hmm. one, that Jupiter rulership there. Being this literally boundless expander. There are no limits in Jupiter. Are you kidding me? There are. Sag knows no limits. Right. That's where that comes from, is Mm -hmm. boundaries are like a foreign concept to Sagittarius. Like, sorry, what? There's no sensing. There's no, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And Sag really, one of the best things Sagittarius placements can do is learn how to bring that feeling of grounding, creating your home with you, right? Like really learning how to do that for yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can also really satisfy this very adventurous, really courageous spirit. Sag is also one of the bravest because they're so boundless. Right. That's why they're not afraid to speak the truth. That's why they're That's they'll it. just they don't care who yeah. they're talking to. You could be no. twice their size, and you could be looking them up, and no. they'll still tell you like it is. Another stereotype that we get is that we're kind of tactless and maybe a little rude because we don't give a. Fuck. I think it's because you're not fearful. Exactly. I love that. Direct as I, hell. Direct as yes, hell. I think that that tactless <laughs> yeah. thing is yeah. way more exactly. I think it's just. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, I don't think you wanted to hear it is the problem. That's it. That's it. That's it. I cannot tell you how many times my mouth has gotten me into trouble. And I'm like, what? Like, this is what everybody is thinking. Why is it my fault? Because I'm saying it. But going back to what you're saying, though, about the we'll run away and, and all of that, you know, and mm-hmm. so we're known as the bachelor sign, right? And yes, you know, yes. yes. And yeah, we're known as the bachelor sign. We're good with being single. But what a lot of people don't know about Sag. I actually didn't know this until I read uh, Stephen Forrest's book, for anybody who's interested, Fantastic Astrologer with two Ooh, R's, well, Stephen like Forrest. Yeah, Fantastic Astrologer. Um, he's like this old man and the way that he writes, it feels like he's talking to you when he he writes so poetically about astrology and the signs. Um, but he had said that one of the shadows of Sag was that we also love so hard. So we're like this boundless explorer, just like going off and off and off. But when we actually do sit in the pocket of love, we will fall off a motherfucking cliff in stupidity, not even realizing we're doing it because we go that fucking hard. Like what we go hard for, we go hard for whatever it is. And um, I was like, he's fucking right. Because I've been in love more than once. 
That, first of all, that just like lit up the biggest connection for me because one of... I am a, I'm a Hellenistic witch. I have always been very, very, very tied to Greek mythology. And I, one of my favorite things to look for are Greek mythology books at the thrift store. Cause there's not a lot of good ones. You have to like find mm-hmm. gems. Um, but one of my favorite things I ever read about Jupiter, <laughs> this is perfect, is that part of the reason I was doing a lot of research on Juno and Jupiter, okay? So in yeah. mythology, everybody, this is Zeus and his wife, Hera, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you know even the smallest bit, you know that Jupiter was extremely unfaithful to mm-hmm. Juno mm-hmm. and that he had so many lovers. But one of the most beautiful things that I ever read was that... uh Zeus actually truly loved upon first sight that if mm. he really did fall in love with you, it was real. It wasn't, that's it wasn't why he thing, acted yeah. on it. Yes. That's mm-hmm. why he, it, he, they say that he was that like generous and loving of a God that he was, that's where love at first sight came from, which I always oh just thought was so God. cool. Yeah. So when you were saying that, I was like, I love oh, that. Shit. Yes. Wow. That's, that really connected the Jupiter ruling for me. Astrology, man. That's God, crazy. I love and, it. And Stephen Forrest is not a Hellenistic astrologer. So the fact no. that those two are coming together is crazy. Yeah. So do you follow Chris Brennan's work then? No, but I'm going to write that. Check him out. He's um, a pretty well-known Hellenistic astrologer. Okay. I've learned a thing or two from him in the past. I, I'm not sure. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Hellenistic astrologer. Again, super sad of me. I pick things up. From everything that I learned yes, and put it into yes. my practice, it's very, very sad Absolutely. of me to do. Um, I, I would say I'm more of a Hellenistic witch. Okay. Because I follow modern astrology, modern okay. rulership. Okay. I, I follow the modern planets. I call them like co-rulers usually. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. discount the, the traditional Mars rulership or whatever. Right, but, right. But um, it, it has always helped me learn and like understand the personification of the signs mm-hmm. and the planets is because I've always been so interested in the mythology. I the mythology is amazing. When I was a little girl. Yeah. When I grew up and started learning these, I was like, I was able to expand my understanding mm-hmm. and retain that information so, so, so much better. If mm-hmm. you are into any of the, because there's these parallels through so many different cultures. Right. You can Isn't go it through crazy the Egyptian the gods. Yes, it's insane. So when you, you start doing the research, mythology, follow it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it is like I was crazy. saying before. None of this was by accident. There's no fucking way. Like, mm-hmm. not to get on my fucking high horse, but the people who try to dismiss astrology, they literally sound stupid to me at this point in my in my astrology career because you know you study so much and you look at different different parts of mythology and different time periods, right? And what people were doing when and when this came up and where that story came from, this planet and the personification of it in the chart. And then you look at the people that you work with, your clients, and see how these characteristics are being manifested in real time in 2021. It's like, this shit is not on accident. So I could not, not agree more. There's yes. no way. It, I that is exactly what happens to me every time somebody tries to disprove I'm like you just you don't know it's it's <laughs> right. not even something to prove so no. you don't understand right off the bat so like this right. conversation's invalid right off invalid the bat. invalid like I'm not even gonna waste <laughs> yeah. my energy arguing with you no I'm gonna no. give you a list of books and you come back to me after you read them I'm not gonna yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my time arguing yes. with you yes <laughs> exactly um 
you're gonna love this question too. I specifically put this in for you. So as you may remember, my dear, because Ashley has done a reading for me, uh, one of my Sag placements is my Black Moon Lilith. And you specifically have really unleashed this fascination for me. I would love it if you would take a little bit to talk about all three. Black Moon Lilith, like you did at my reading a little bit. Dark Moon Lilith. Yes. And start unlocking, because it is in the spirit of Sag season, I want you to unlock that curiosity for everybody else, too. Because a lot of people do not know about that placement. They see it come up in their chart generated Mm -hmm. or whatever, and they they usually skip over it. That's it. You know, there's not a lot of work done on Lilith. Like, I, I like to pat myself on the back for the work that I've done on Lilith, because... I, I had to get my hands on whatever books I could get my hands on mm-hmm. and they weren't that many. So I studied like D- Demetra George's work and a few others along the way. So the work I've done on Lilith is, is really quite organic. It was an astrologer being an astrologer, you know, which was like really cool for me when I was creating. Right. But so I don't know how deep I, I, I guess we'll just go and see how deep it goes. Go. But yeah. We'll just yep. go. So um, <laughs> normally when you, when you calculate that placement in your astrological chart, nine times out of 10, it is your average black moon Lilith. So your average black moon Lilith is a lot like the North Node. The North Node is an average placement as well. But normally to get true node, you're off by a degree or two. Like it's not that big of a difference. The average black moon Lilith can be off as much as 30 degrees, meaning it could be in a whole different sign for somebody. Correct. Yeah. So astro.com is currently the only astrological engine that will give you all four of those placements accurately. When I say all four, I mean your asteroid Lilith, literally the asteroid Lilith. It's an asteroid. And then your dark moon Lilith, um, your dark moon Lilith. So we're getting into like concepts that are astronomical and astrological. Mm -hmm. Your dark moon Lilith is like, it's like a reflection of the earth to really, to really say it. I can go deeper into it. If you want more information on it, Get my Lilith workshop. That's what I'm going to say. Get my Lilith workshop. I go deep. Yeah, I go deep into everything, the astronomical meanings and astrological. And then your Black Moon Lilith. So you have your true Black Moon Lilith and your average Black Moon Lilith. And like I said, they can vary from different signs. So when you work with me, when you do Lilith work with me, I calculate all four of them for you. And we go on to a fucking deep dive. So the symbology behind them, right? Asteroid Lilith is the first offense that was done, right? So before there was Eve, there was Adam and Lilith, okay? And as the story goes, by the way, guys, everybody that's listening, this is the mythology of Mm -hmm. of Lilith, the Lilith story. So when Lilith and Adam go to lie down, Lilith wants to lie on top of Adam. Adam is like, no, I don't understand. Why do you want to lay beneath me? And Lilith is like, this isn't fair. What's that? What's that about? She utters God's ineffable name and she leaves the Garden of Eden. That part of the story is asteroid Lilith. It's the first offense. When you look at somebody's chart and you're looking at asteroid Lilith, you can often find a lot of the reasons behind their defense mechanisms, the reasons behind some of the shadows they've created now in life. So if somebody has an asteroid Lilith in Sagittarius, for example, they may be insecure in making decisions. They may have been told when they were younger that their opinions didn't matter. They may not have been listened to very well. 
you know, Sagittarius is a masculine authoritative sign. Sagittarius is a leader. Sagittarius takes charge. So when we're looking at astrobills in Sagittarius, why was that person unable to take charge? What happened? I would assume that somebody with an asteroid build in Sagittarius may currently be or spent a long time being quite passive sometime in their life. So then when we move into dark moon Lilith, we're and moved in nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it astrology's fucking crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So then when you move into dark moon Lilith, we then move into those defense mechanisms I talked about earlier, right? So dark moon Lilith, this is the part of the story where Lilith goes to the Red Sea or a cave, depending on which rendition you read. There's a few of them out there on the Lilith story. Either way, she leaves the Garden of Eden and she goes off by herself to lick her wounds, as the literature loves to say, to think like, what the fuck happened? I had this Garden of Eden. They wouldn't let me be myself. What happened? All of this, right? So when you're looking at somebody's dark moon Lilith, you're looking at their defense mechanisms, how they try to hide from themselves, how they really feel. A dark moon Lilith in Sagittarius is somebody who may even be preachy, somebody who may be a know-it-all, somebody who may be like, I've read this. Why haven't you read this? I've done this. Why haven't you done this? I really think you need to go do that because when I did that, I felt amazing. Sagittarius can be a little arrogant sometimes, you know? It's more of the shadows of the sign that comes out when you're looking at dark moon Lilith. Mm -hmm. So then when you get to black moon Lilith, this is the release. This is, okay, how can I transmute this energy to become a better, higher version of myself? What does that look like for me, right? So this is the part of the Lilith story where... The three angels come and they're like, hey, God said, come back or and all of this. And long story short, this is where Lilith gets villainized in the literature. This is, you know, Lilith is known as a baby killer. This is the part of the story when this happens. There's an interaction that she has with three of God's angels. There's talk about killing people's firstborns. It's a whole vibe. Like I said, you want to know more, get my Lilith workshop or book a call with me and I can read your Lilith <laughs> chart. So, um, yeah, so... Um, and Black Moon Lilith and Sagittarius, the release, this is when you or somebody who has this, they kind of sit into a pocket of recognizing that their opinions are valid, that their moves are valid, and that their space is valid. This is them stepping into their masculine energy. When I'm looking at a Black Moon Lilith in, in Sagittarius, this is me telling the querent, the client, This is how you transmute this energy. You need to tap into your divine masculine. You need to have experiences with other people. You need to get out of this box that you're in. You need to express your divine self, right? Now, let's say that their average Black Moon Lilith was in in Scorpio and their true Black Moon Lilith was in Sagittarius. They would have what we call a Lilith Corridor, And it's within this corridor. Yeah, it's a whole fucking vibe, girl. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I personally utilize the energies of both signs to help this person work through their shadows because they need them both. They need them both. So they need parts of the Scorpio energy, the, the wanting for power and desire, right? And to be acknowledged for who the fuck they are. And then they also need the Sagittarius energy for connection because Scorpio wants to be acknowledged and Scorpio wants power, but Scorpio also 
I'm not going to say Scorpio doesn't want connection. I'm going to say Scorpio is uncomfortable with connection at Scorpio's lower vibration. And Sagittarius mm-hmm. is so comfortable with themselves and connection. So finding the bridge between that energy is really the key to understanding one's shadow, right? And again, shadow work is something that we constantly do. You know, you yep. have one, yeah, you have one of these sessions and you're not fucking cured. You're not healed. These sessions wow. are meant to like get get your gears going. Like, okay, like this just blew my mind. Like how the fuck do I implement this? Like, and where am I not implementing this? It's about becoming more self-aware is, is really what the goal is. So yeah, a little bit of a Lilith tour for you guys through Sag. It's a whole vibe. I love that. Tell us how to find it on astro.com. Is it a setting that we go to? Yes. So there's, there's different codes and I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, there's like, I know like one's age 21, one's like 1181, 1181 is the asteroid. It's like, there's four different astrological codes. So 1181 is asteroid. H21 is one of them. H13 is another one. And like I said, I go step-by-step on how to do all of this yourself, like with images Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. in, in my, uh, Lilith workshop. So, and I... It's linked. Yeah. Go click on it. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So I go through all of that and I go through each um, each part, asteroid, dark moon, uh, black moon in each sign as well. It's like a four-hour workshop. So I go through absolutely everything. Yeah, it's deep. So Merry Christmas who, to us. We'll all yeah. be going and buying the Lilith workshop for ourselves. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really great, especially for anybody who is a budding astrologer and is interested in doing Lilith mm-hmm. work. We need more astrologers doing Lilith work. That yep. I do know. You know, there are astrologers on like IG who like toy with Lilith work. And the reason why I say toy with it is because they're talking a little bit about where Black Moon Lilith is right now, but like you really truly need the whole fucking set to understand how Lilith is working. You do. And to, yeah, and to see how Lilith is working in the cosmos currently, you know? So it's a whole vibe and it's linked, like you said, and it's Ugh. fascinating. It's fascinating I information. Love it. Absolutely so. fascinating. And honestly, insanely beneficial. Um, yeah. The lunar, yeah, the lunar eclipse in Sag was conjunct my Black Moon Lilith earlier this year. It was a full-ass activation. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. And I Did it get you, like, thinking outside the box about, like, your life and your business and all that? It gave me the permission, like, we kind of were talking about earlier. I finally... um, yeah, really stepped out of the passive zone. Yeah. Really just was like, no, I do have something of value to say. No, I do. Like, everything mm-hmm. that you were describing mm-hmm. really described um, a fuck ton of my sa- uh, shadow qualities, number one, definitely. Yeah. And then number two, it really described specifically the transformation that I went under when it really, because yeah. I've read that forever ago that it's a placement that sometimes needs to be activated. Yeah. And um, I had like heard of it. I knew it was in Sag. I remember, and this was years ago, I remember going, oh, that must be why I have such a hard time with Sagittarius men or whatever. And like, and just like brush it off. Yeah. And then um, I was doing mini readings for that eclipse for other people. Mm -hmm. And so I looked up my own and because I was like, oh, Sagittarius, mine's in, 
my Lilith is. And then it was off by one degree. And I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? And it very much was almost, it almost felt beyond, not beyond my control, beyond my current knowing. Sag has a foretelling wisdom about it. It has like, it has like foreshadowing instincts. Mm-hmm. It's different than than Aries. It's different mm-hmm. than Leo fire because fire brings that instinct of nature. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's it's much more it's like, like a, a water mature. sign. Yeah, it's like a very psychic sign. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. really is. And so I remember, oh my god, that you want to talk Jupiter and Zeus? The lightning <sighs> struck. Like the lightning struck. My entire life changed. Everything yeah. changed on that on that eclipse. And <laughs> yeah, I've had I multiple it. people tell me, like, not in a bad way, but like, you're a different person. You're almost mm-hmm. like I feel more myself this year than I even did as a child. Because even as a child, Fuck I would yeah. like mask and right. really mean and edit and stuff. And like, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. real. That's why I really, really. In ever since then, I've been this big proponent of of Sag energy, honestly. Because it, <sighs> it really gives you the permission that you need. Like if it you're does. needing, if you need that, like it that's what it gave me. And exactly, it's yeah. not in this like harsh way, especially Aries. No. Like it's not, no. It's very like, what? Like that's how it is. That's it. <laughs> Very matter of fact. They're like, oh, you were offended? Why, babe? Why are you offended? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong? Yes, exactly. We're all going to be okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, I've saved the best for last. Okay. We all know, like we've said many times now, Sag is the truth seeker. And it has no time for beating around the bush mm-hmm. or telling you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So we want you, Ashley, to hit us with the shadowy truth. What are the self-sabotaging behaviors and traits of Sagittarius that we need to be aware of during this new moon solar eclipse? How does Sag, you know, hold itself back, that self-sabotage? How can we follow this into a new direction since this is a new moon and a new cycle? Like, what is the self-sabotaging that we need to stop hiding from? We will cut a bitch off in a quick minute. Sag energy has no time for that. As soon as like we feel energy not connecting, not conjoining, none of that, we're like, snip, snip, motherfucker, bye. Mm-hmm. I am good for that shit. I that's one of my shadows that I'm working through because not every relationship deserves a cutoff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it it's not to say that we run we run from our problems, but it is kind of to say that we run from our problems. Sag energy just can't be bothered, whether we're looking at it in a positive light or a negative light. And that, you know, mm-hmm. that is a big shadow of Sag energy. We just can't be bothered. We're like, okay, I don't know what's going on with that. You're not understanding where I'm coming from. Going back to that whole, why you upset sort of thing. We're like, why are you spending time being mad? Why are you upset? Okay, bye. I don't like you anymore. We can't do that all the time. Sometimes we have to work through shit with people. (laughs) And like, and sometimes, you know, (laughs) heaven forbid, oh, I'll just get new friends. Like, it's a very sad thing to do, Mm. you know? I don't want to play with you anymore. I'll find somebody else to play with. You know, they say sages make fantastic cult leaders. It's it's like a statistic. Yeah. That <laughs> is fascinating. Uh, oh, I love hearing shit like that. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, um, people, like, we're good at making friends and people will follow us and follow what we say because we believe so much of what we say. But so much so, 
sometimes I think that sort of energy holds us back. And that goes back to what I was talking about with the arrogance. Sad's energy can be a little arrogant sometimes and a little bit preachy, right? Um, for example, that philo- philosophical energy of Sag. If you have somebody with heavy Sag placements that grew up in, you know, a really intense religion, you know, they might be somebody who might grow up to be somebody who is domineering with their religion on other people mm-hmm. because they feel like what they're doing is right. They believe it so much that they can't see anything else. So that can, all of that can be very shadowy aspects of my archer friends. You know, we just got to, mm-hmm. we got to take it down a notch sometimes. And sometimes we aren't always right. And other people can have opinions. And, you know, that's what's so interesting. We're super curious about people and we're super curious about picking their brain and what they want to know. But when we believe that we're right, I'll argue tooth and nail that my opinion is right. And sometimes I won't even hear the other person. So Mm -hmm. being in relationships, like romantic relationships can really help the Sagittarius because you got to work at those. And I think that's why the Sag is known as the bachelor sign, because you have to work at romantic relationships and Sag doesn't have time for that. Yeah, there's a few shadows in there that we have to work through. You know, we're definitely one of the more jovial signs. We're definitely more of the courageous signs, one of the more courageous signs for sure and, and lighthearted signs. But with all of that comes also a lot of shadows as well. So I also hear a lot of like, be really mindful of your gaslighting tendencies. Fuck yeah. Because I think that this is a big sag. What? I was joking. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking around. What? Exactly. You're being sensitive. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. I'm just having, when I'm just here to have a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what's so crazy about it. You know, um, I. And we can all gaslight. Yeah. I we need to remind gaslight. everybody we that all we gaslight. all can and do. It's not this exactly. exclusive to an abuser. Like, I think a lot right. of people are like, oh, thank God I'm not an abuser. I must not gaslight. No, right. no. I guarantee you did it to your partner recently. Seriously. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, making a joke that you think is funny and the other person doesn't think is funny. And when they express that, you know, somebody with a lot of stash placements might be like, what the fuck? Why are you mad, bro? I definitely right. do that for sure. Like, I'll think something's fucking hilarious. And that person is like, bitch. And I'm like, what? They're pissed. And I'm over here like, why are you mad? <laughs> Cracking My- the fuck up. I married, I married Sagittarius Venus. So. <laughs> and I'm a poor little Pisces. I was going to say, and you're a sensitive nugget. You're a sensitive nugget. So you already know what I'm so talking funny. about. Yes, yeah. exactly. But this energy to really flip it on its head yeah. has lightened me up to use yes. that word light. Like honestly, number yes. one, it has lightened me up. It has helped me let shit roll off of my back. Mm-hmm. It's let me remember, oh, maybe we can just be joking around. Maybe I don't <laughs> actually have to take it too personally. And like yeah. it, that yeah. balance really, yeah. really has, mm-hmm. has helped me a lot. I think that, mm-hmm. um, I think that Sag gets labeled like the fun time partier and doesn't yes. get nearly the like depth of analyzation that it deserves mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. astrological community. I really- I would agree. I really think that we dive in so deep Mm -hmm. to so many others. And I really encourage all of you. I hope that this sparked your Sagittarius curiosity because that's what it's the best for. It's like this energizer bunny, like never Mm -hmm. ending learner. Look Mm -hmm. at your ninth house. 
Look what's mm-hmm. there. Look what's ruling there. Look at your Sagittarius placements. Look at your Jupiter. Look at your These Jupiter. Are, yes. And because it's amazing, you need to go buy Ashley's Lilith workshop. Because oh, yes. <laughs> I am serious. It's really powerful. Yeah. It really is. And yeah. most people don't work with that placement or even look at, well, the asteroids in general, which mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little surprise for everybody, but. I haven't told Ashley yet either, but we're going to do a little asteroids episode together because I (gasps) can't think of anyone else I'd rather talk about that with. Yes. You want to know something that's so crazy? I just got a download about asteroids, doing some asteroid work, not even Ah! a week ago. It's literally on my notepad to do. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. I have been wanting to do it for forever. And just now while we were talking, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do that with you. Um, Totally down. Because that would be so fun. Because talking about Juno, Ceres, Vesta, I would love, love, love. And bring Lilith back in. So Mm -hmm. keep an eye out for that. That's going to be one of our episodes soon. Um, This was amazing, as always. Thank you for sharing everything with us. Because I really, really think... We have a lot to learn still. And that's not a bad thing. It's an exciting thing. We're always learners. Astrologers yes. are forever students. Yes. We're forever exactly. students. Tarot and readers are forever students. Witches are yes. forever students. Absolutely. There's so much out there. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. All right, everybody. Thank you so, so much for joining us again today. Until next time, stay magical out there. Hey, loves. It's Ashley here. I wanted to pop in and say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It was a blast and we went deep. So in honor of my 32 years around the sun in this lovely solar eclipse that we have, I am offering you 32% off of my course called The Lilith Experience. Link to the course is in the show notes. Use coupon code ECLIPSE32 at checkout for 32% off. This deal is only running for today and tomorrow, the prime eclipse hours. So don't dawdle on it. Thank you so much again. Talk to you soon.